Hello, friends and travelers. Thanks for listening. You are riding along on the Hostel Road Trip Podcast. Our mission is to spread awareness of the true hostel experience in the Americas and share stories from the fascinating hosts who create those unique facilities. I'm your host, Jimmy Black, joined alongside co-founder of International Traveler's House, Bobby Dyer, and Eric Faria, co-founder of World Packers. Each session, we sit down with hostel operators or travel influencers to hear about their road success, discuss trending hostel topics, and close with tips for travelers who are seeking to have the ultimate experience when visiting each destination. You can't afford to miss this trip. Now fasten your seatbelts and let's hit the road. Welcome back to another episode of Hostel Road Trip Podcast. My name is James Black. I'm here alongside here with Bobby Dyer. Excited to be here on the ship. Eric Freer from Wall Packers. Thank you, guys. So excited to be here with you. And Benjamin, the steward of the ship, the hey. Liberty Clipper. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast tonight. I really appreciate it. Outstanding. All right. So we are here in the beautiful city of Boston on this amazing tall ship hostel. And we're here to talk a bit about the experience and the vessel and the facility itself. But first, we want to hear a little bit about Benjamin. Oh, really? And your journey and how you got here to be the okay. steward or, as we would call it in the world of hosteling, the manager of the hostel, let's say, mm. uh, the equivalent to on board. But how did you find yourself here? What was uh, your journey? So a long time ago, I used to manage a bar and grill mm-hmm. with a couple of friends of mine. And um, there's this girl that came in to our bar that I'd never seen in our little small town in Alabama before because we have everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So she was uh, she was sitting there talking about boats. And I said, yeah, I used to work in a marina. And so we got to be friends. And then later on down the road, she would come she would come in and out because she would be working on boats. And then one day she was like, hey, do you want a job on a tall ship? And I said, that sounds cool. Awesome. What do I need to do? And she's like, send in your resume and I'll get you a job. So I sent in my resume. Mm-hmm. And uh, the company called me and said, um, can you be here yesterday? We really need people. And I was like, well, I'm running a bar right now, but give me a few minutes and, you know, a few days, whatever, and I'll be there. And so, so I flew up here in 2015 and uh, turned the bar over to another friend of mine that was managing the bar with me as well. And I've been here ever since. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done. I've traveled up and down the East Coast on this boat, got to see a lot of cool cities from the boat. And... Um, been out on the open ocean just sailing and having a great time. We uh, we go to the Bahamas for six months at That's a time. Awesome. And we just, you know, we want to make sure that anybody who stays on our boat has the best experience they can possibly have. They are doing something very unique because without those people, boats like this would go away. I mean, when's the last time you saw a horse and a carriage actually hauling cargo or yeah. something, you know, except for yeah. the novelty of the idea? Sure, think, sure. So. So the energy of the crew is such a big part of it. Oh, and very that much. goes into the experience of the guests that they have. Now, this is your first hosteling experience, right? You hadn't stayed in or worked at hostels before. I think you had said that before we started. No, 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 no. Um, I was just um, really good with guests as a deckhand talking to okay. people. Yeah. Because I, I'm, like, literally not shy at all. Sure. Yeah. Um, Willing to talk to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not get me in trouble one day. No, only kidding. Yeah, only kidding. perfect for the hostel manager, <laughs> right. though. That's what you want. And um, they were like, we need somebody to manage a hostel and be good with guests. And so I raised my hand and said, I'll give it a shot. And so they were like, all right, you're our guy. Um, right. And that was in uh, that was 2016. That was after a year of being a deckhand on this boat. 
and um, met with some challenges and overcame them and um, had the support of like the office, the crew and everything, which was really good. We worked as a team to make it happen. And uh, we've uh, we've had a very, very successful hostel seasons um, since I've been managing it. Mm-hmm. Um, beforehand, we were doing very well, too, but I don't you know, the owners have always said, you know, you're doing a great job. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's and what said, you want to hear. That's, that's what, what I'm going to do then. Yeah. All right. As long yeah. as you guys are happy, they're like, it's your baby. Yeah. Handle it. We like how things are going. Um, everybody's having a good time. Uh, we've gotten a lot of good reviews. And yeah. So, so far, so good. Yeah, Knocking on wood. Do not lie. Yes. They do not lie. Right. Now, tell us a bit about this beautiful vessel. How big is this? So, this vessel right here is 125 feet from the bow to the stern. I believe it's 80 to 85 feet on deck. Okay. And we are 101 feet tall. We are designed after the what they call the Baltimore Clipper ships oh. that used to run cargo up and down the East Coast. Oh, right. All our sail handling is manual. There are no buttons. There are no winches. So, when we handle sail, we are doing that by hand, and we were dealing with a lot of nature, yeah. wind, and weight, sure. depending on what we what happens when we're on an open water transit. Okay. So I've been through this boat in storms. I've been through it in good weather, bad weather, ups, downs, lefts, and rights. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like I'm married to the boat, so to speak. <laughs> you know? I love hate relationships. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, how many crew does it take to move this beast up and down the coast? So if we are sailing. Down the East Coast, mm-hmm. um, we are required to have 12 crew on at a time, 12 okay. crew. All right. we, run, um, we run watches, so there mm-hmm. is always somebody awake 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We rotate through that, four hours on, eight hours off, depending on the conditions and what's going on in the boat at the time. Nice. Um, we take passengers. What we do is we will leave Boston actually at the end of September. We will go from Boston to New York. We will tape a group of passengers. We will drop them off in New York. We will pick up another group. We will go to Baltimore, and then from there, we will do the same thing. We will go from Baltimore to Portsmouth, Virginia. Wow. We will do the Chesapeake Bay Schooner Race, which is really fun if anybody's interested in ah. doing that. And um, the cool thing about that is, like, win or lose, everybody wins because we all have a good time. We all have a lot of fun. Sure. Um, the crew works together. There's nothing on this boat that you can do yourself. Gotcha. Yes. So all teamwork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teamwork is very important. Getting along with people is extremely important. On a so, boat, too, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, with in regards to the hostel guests in their rooms, the guest accommodations, what type of rooms do you have? Are they all private, all two-bed? How does it work? So they are all bunk beds on this vessel right here. Mm-hmm. Um, the 19th century boat, almost 19th century uh, air conditioning if it's hot. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but we do have fans. We have Two fans in every cabin. If you need extra fans, I'm the guy you come see. Yeah. And I will try to make you as comfortable as possible. Um, we are one of the best deals in Boston, to be honest with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, there are a lot of hotels and other places you can stay at. But we are in a central location where you can go from one point to another, train stations, wherever. Uh, Walk to South Station. Exactly. Yeah. Tourist-wise, tourist, um, tourist I think we're probably one of the best locations. I would say one so. of the cool things is, is that. We're on a tall ship, so when you stay on our boat, when you come in from out of town and someone says, well, where did you stay in Boston while you're visiting? They say, I stayed on a tall ship. And they're like, what? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I stayed on a boat. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Not, yeah. you know, anyone can say, oh, you stayed at a hotel. They're like, oh, was your hotel nice? Yeah. like, oh, my God, you stayed on a tall ship. How was it? Yeah. What was it like? Was it? Yeah. So Great like, conversation starter. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Now, mm-hmm. of these cabins, how many do we get on board? 
So during the hostel season, mm-hmm. during the summer, um, we have roughly eight to nine cabins available. Okay. So we can hold up to 16 to 18 guests. Oh, that's a nice crowd. Yeah. Um, at night. Um, during the transit and the Bahama season, when we head down, um, we make actually 12 cabins available. So we can take up to 24 guests at a time and then hold about 12 crew. Nice. Now, these guests that go to the Bahamas and on these longer trips, are they paying guests that are to join or are they working guests that are kind of... They are paying guests. Oh, nice. Um, They are more than, more than, um, more than invited to join in and do what we do if they want to learn um in the bahamas um we run six day long trips out of nassau and we go to eleuthera or the exumas okay and we take people paddle boarding snorkeling uh swimming beach parties all those kind of fun things and if they want to learn how to sail then we will try to teach them what we can in a safe manner that's awesome Uh, for example i had a guy who was a science book editor and wanted to get into boating Uh uh-huh and he came to see us so I said, well, I'm going to give you the full on deck hand experience. You're going to plunge some toilets. We're going to clean some heads. <laughs> I'm going to get down and dirty with you. I'm going to do it with you, even yeah. though I don't have to. But yeah, I want you. Front. Yeah, I yeah. want you. I want you to like, I'm not going to ask you to do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. And now this guy, he went to the Dennis Sullivan, which is a tall ship out of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And from there, he went on to work on the Spirit of South Carolina, which is another tall ship based out of South Carolina, which is a very beautiful ship. We have a lot of friends that work on there, so. Huh. But, yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, so you have the 12 crew. Do they all live on board? We all live on board. I've lived on this boat since 2015. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. And you just move around with it like pirates of the sea. Yes, sir. I mm-hmm. love hostile pirates. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a favorite passage during your year that you like to? I really like the Baltimore-Chesapeake Bay schooner race. This is really fun. Um, the reason for that is we get to race a bunch of other schooners. So we get to see all these tall ships. We get to be involved in the tall ship community. We get to see friends because we make a lot of connections and friends when we see each other and we meet each other because we're all sailing around, you know, during the seasons and everything. And, uh, once we do the Chesapeake Bay schooner race, win or lose, um, we all have a good time because at the end we have a big barbecue. We all meet up. Yeah, we have a big party. You know, we have free beer, free oysters, free barbecue. You, 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 you can't beat it with a stick, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Sailors so, yeah. on the land. Yes, exactly. It. Well, we are having a badass experience here right now with Ben on the Liberty Clipper, a tall ship in Boston. We'll be right back after this break. This podcast is fueled by CloudBeds, the America's premier real-time property management cloud-based software. Managing over 17,000 properties worldwide, including six of my own. Handling all of our needs from managing guests and reservations, distributing room availabilities, saving inventories, and collecting payments. Welcome back to Hostel Road Trip. We are here with the steward of the Liberty Clipper, Benjamin. Another fine episode here. We are in the saloon or the salon. Um, we call it a salon. Sometimes uh, we call it a saloon. People like to say saloon. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah but it's it badass is, it either is, way. Yeah. It is. It is actually the proper term. We call it the grand salon. Oh, yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does feel so, grand down here. Mm-hmm. So we're enjoying ourselves here on this beautiful tall ship. But we want to talk a little bit about the. Trendy topics in the hostel industry and the challenges that all hostel operators, whether you're a steward or a manager, face, and some of the bad perceptions that are out there that we're trying to break through with this podcast series. 
So you obviously have a wide range of guests that come. Do you find any problems with the stigma of the hostile word or industry or perception in this unique situation where you are on a tall ship? You know, so I'm very interested to hear if you ever get any blowback or uh, hesitation from guests because mm -hmm. it's a hostel. So the biggest thing is um, we have cabins, which are all bunk beds. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say the accommodations were rather a little bit small. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing we get is that it was hot. Yes. But we live on we, we, we operate on a boat that doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah. And, and we try summer. to make that clear. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the big things, especially during the summer. Like a night like tonight, it's it, it it's like perfect weather to sleep. Sleep like a baby. Sleep, yes, yeah. Sleep on yeah. the boat and everything. Yeah. Um you can sleep on deck if you want to. That's a nice we'll, option. Yeah, you can it is a lot cooler we'll, up there. We'll, we'll drag a we'll drag a cushion up there and help you out and get yeah. you tucked in nice and neat and everything. Um I know on transit and down in the Bahamas we uh, we have we have uh, hammocks nice. to hang out. So if somebody wants to sleep in a hammock all night, they're welcome to do that. That's great. Now in these two bed dorm rooms, <clears throat> is there ever a scenario where you'd have strangers staying together? So the thing is, is that if you book a single shared cabin, mm -hmm. if the boat is totally full, it could then happen. it could happen. You would be in there with someone with like you and someone of the same gender. Okay. Um, That's good. Me personally, living on this boat, I know how much privacy is a very valued commodity on this vessel. Yes. So if I can spread everybody out, I will do that to the best of my ability. Even if and you had four shared, you'd put them right. all separate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would make sure yes. everyone got their own cabin yeah. and, you know, had their own space and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, like, we live on a boat, so when you take a shower, it takes a few minutes for the, for the hot water to get hot. Sure, you know, sure. just aim it away from you, wait a few minutes, yeah. and when it starts to feel warm, then you can start, you know, doing your shower thing. Nice. So, um but um, sometimes there is a little bit of misrepresentation on things. People don't quite understand what they're getting into. They just see like a, they don't see they don't see a 19th century tall ship. They see a place to stay. Yes. So we want to make people aware of what they're getting into, and we want to make sure that once they do get into it, they have the best experience of their life. So absolutely, that's that's one of my that's one of my top goals as far as being the steward of this vessel. So well, you can tell um, you're doing a good job, and as uh, we stayed here a few nights ago. We can Excellent. personally commend that. As oh, it was perfect. A great stay, good time, nice staff, oh, right and, and well-operated. Where, where do you find the majority of your guests come from as far as like... All walks of life. Yeah. Um, I've had people from like India, Germany, um, Mississippi, all over the world. International. Really? Yes, would international. More yeah. international than American in the hostel. I would say it's about 50-50. It's, it's, it's a good mix. Okay. Um, as we're trying so, to get more Americans involved yeah. in this, we, we keep on hearing that number moving up, and we call it uh, popping their hostile cherry. <laughs> once they do it once, they love it, right. and they want to come back. Yeah. So that's what our mm -hmm. purpose is here, is to get the word out there. So we've had a repeat guest who's actually from America, and um, I think from Boston, who has stayed on this boat up until recently at least two or three nights a week, um, and uh, she's loved every minute of it. And she's always like, she's like yeah. really nice. She actually brought us some coffee mugs, some extra oh, coffee mugs, okay. which, you know, sailors love coffee. He who controls the coffee controls the schooner verse, as we say. Because <laughs> um, we are a schooner. So, That's yeah, fantastic. if anyone catches the Dune reference, points yeah. to you. <laughs> now, but, uh, do you have any challenges with security? 
with people coming on board, maybe that shouldn't have booked or issues that no, they get um, a little rowdy or drunk? Or So we have a duty person that is on board all night. Awesome. Um, and they they pretty much manage things. We're in a very, very safe area. Yes. Um, are, yeah. Like I said, I've been I've been on this boat since 2015. I've never seen any weird things. I've never had any problems. That's great. Um, anybody who, if they even cross the chain and we catch them up at the gangway, yeah. we're like, there's a chain there for a reason. What is your purpose here? Yes. And yeah. we will drill them and grill them and yeah. make them feel very uncomfortable until they leave because we we have a hostel to run. We want our guests to feel as comfortable as possible. Um, there is security walking around. There is security walking around by the by all the nightlife out there and everything Hotels like that. Yes. Yeah. And they, they, they know us yeah. as well. They yeah. see us every summer. Sure. We've made good friends with them. So they take good care of us. It does feel like a very secure neighborhood, you know, mm -hmm. from our personal experience. And it definitely, uh, it had the feeling, even though there, it, there wasn't a station with a graveyard receptionist, you did feel as though the crew was watching out for you yeah. the entire time. You were mm -hmm. here. So that's awesome to hear that you've got people on station and on call throughout that whole time. How about we've, uh, <clears throat> with the sharing economy really booming right now and everyone's wanting to try new experiences, have you seen a difference since you've been here since 2015 with more, maybe more bookings, more people that want a unique experience like saying Increasing here? stagnant. So um, I think it's picked up a little bit this year okay. um, because there was, there was a period up until recently because we are nearing the end of our season before we leave. Mm -hmm. Um it was every night I would go, I would go to the office. Um, I would take, take the dirty laundry to the office, grab my manifest that tells me who all staying at the night. And it was very, very busy there for a while. So yeah, right. cabins okay. are full, full boat. Yeah. Um, so it seems to be picking up this year. Um, when I took over in 2016, I'm not trying to like brag or pat myself no, on the back. Please do. Yeah. Um, but the office manager said that it was the most <laughs> successful hostel they had ever run. Awesome. And I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I just volunteered for this job yeah. and made sure everybody had the best experience. And they were like, you did great. Don't leave. I know. <laughs> I like, there you okay, go. Well, well. It takes a certain type of personality right. to be able to connect with all those different cultures right. and from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Not many could do it, so you should pat yourself. I try to just make it up as long as I go. So, yeah. <laughs> You're a natural. That's how it works. <laughs> Thank you. Do most uh, guests go on the day tour as well? Um, so we do offer a discount to a lot of the guests, and I would say probably about 70% of them do, That's and they awesome. have a really, really, really good time. So especially when they tell me that, hey, I'm an overnight guest, if they – if they let me know that they're an overnight guest, then I try to go above and beyond to make their experience even that much better for not only the hostel, but the day sale that we're doing and everything. And I'll say, you know, this is what we're doing. I'll try to get them actively involved in something sort of simple, like a coiling a line down after we yeah. raise sails a certain way and tell them tell them a lot more about the boat, more so than I would that if someone didn't go on a sail with us. So Awesome. Okay, well, I want to take a quick break, but then when we jump back in this, I want to hear more about the sailing trips okay. and also a little bit more about the nightly accommodations and options. But we'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right. Excellent. Welcome back to Hostel Road Trip. We are here with the finest steward east of the Mississippi, Mr. Ben. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Eric from World Packers. Hey, guys. Thanks for inviting me. And my partner from ITH Hostels, Robert Dyer. Good evening. Okay. So we want to jump into some of the 
awesome elements and experiences that make this tall ship the most badass hostel ship in the U.S. And one of these awesome traditions or events you have is that guests get to go on the sailing tours, as we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So what would the price point be of that for a guest to go with their discount? So with a discount, I believe the sales are roughly about 30 to $40. Oh, so great. you get a 20% discount mm -hmm. on, on, on your sale if you're a hostel guest with us. Mm -hmm. And we will show you how we actually raise the sails. <clears throat> we get everybody involved on the boat. Awesome. Um, we try to get everybody to help us haul the lines. Um, we get everybody to try to – we try to get them involved as much as safely possible. And uh, we try to tell them how we live on a boat like this and what these boats were used for. Like I was saying earlier, they are um, – they used to use cargo and run them down up and down the East Coast. And at the time, they were the fastest ships before the invention of the engine. Awesome. Um, where people stay now would be cargo holds. But we try to get everybody on the boat um, involved in hauling the lines with us because our sails that we have on this boat are heavy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, our main sail alone weighs 2,200 pounds, which oh, is like almost Lord. as much as a 57 pickup. We have another sail that's about 1,500 pounds, so we try to get people involved. Um, there's nothing on this boat that we live on that you can do by yourself. And that's an awesome element, too. Yes. So this is definitely not only a fun experience, but an educational experience. Yes. And a historical experience. Exactly. So we're going to sail, you learn a little bit of history, mm -hmm. get a little salt in you. Right. I like it. Now, with the stay being, or the adventure sale being about $30 or $40, what would the price point be for a guest to stay by themselves for a night? If they were just staying by themselves, our rates started about $60 a night. Which is just amazing. Yes, and that would get you a shared cabin with you and someone of the same gender in the shared cabin. Okay. However, um, me personally, as a steward, if... I can spread you out and give you your own cabin. I will do my best as long as the boat is not full to capacity for a hostel guest that night. Sure. So you, you, you roll the dice and you may get a roommate. You may not. Yeah. If I can help it, you won't have a roommate. You'll have your own place. You'll be able to like kick back, relax, enjoy yourself. Um, I have seen a lot of friendships happen through having a shared roommate, though, which is really cool. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's always well cool to watch people come together Absolutely, and like, yeah. like have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially like in the Bahamas where we're full to capacity and I do have to put two people in the same cabin. All right. And um, then they wind up becoming like best friends. That's awesome. So. Yeah, that's all about the hostling experience mm -hmm. right there. Now, the unique element, if you're not to go on the sailing tour, but you were staying for a few nights, you'd have to get off and go about in Boston and come back around 8. But you can leave your stuff on board, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so mm -hmm. that makes it nice. You can leave your stuff on, go out about town. Right. And come on back. So that, mm -hmm. That's a nice feature. Now, what about in regards to just some amenities, regards like in the morning? I felt like we were spoiled, but we showed up at night and there was a catering event the day before, uh, of for the sailing event. We got to eat some burgers that were left oh, yeah. over. Uh, and then the next morning, one of your staff uh, made us some coffee. So yeah. what could a guest expect in general in that time? So depending on what's going on that morning, depending on um – What's happening? Um, we'll try to accommodate you the best we can. Yeah. We don't always offer coffee, but if we yeah. have coffee, yeah. Mi casa, su casa, you know, if you're with us, we have a rule on the boat nobody goes hungry. Oh, and if you're a coffee cool. drinker and you want to have a cup of coffee before you leave, mm -hmm. we usually have our duty person um, 
brew a pot of coffee in the morning. Okay. And as long as it's not empty, we'll we'll get you a cup of coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? And, Don't expect it, but we yeah. will try to provide it best we can, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, we do have like private charters, and usually those are catered. Yes. And if you come on and we have all this food, we're like, you know, it's only going to be good for so long. So if we have it, we're going to try to feed you. You that's know? great. And, yeah. and I think that's a very nice thing. You make the clear expectation that while it's not included, it's probably going to happen that you'll be offered something from the staff, which is right. so gracious. Mm-hmm. And there is a Starbucks just around the corner to yeah. the hotel. Exactly. If you woke up a little too late. Right. Yeah. So that's just another awesome feature. Uh, you, I got a couple questions. You mentioned that you didn't have a previous experience in the hostel industry, in the shared accommodation industry. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you're doing great. And it involves a lot of people, right? You have right. staff here. What's your secret? What, what do you do to motivate, to keep the staff motivated? Um, so as far as the staff, I just try to like bring a positive attitude to everybody oh, because that spreads. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I try not, you know, I don't let things get me down. If I encounter a problem, I try to figure out the best solution to, to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Um, with the hostel guests, I try to make sure that they see that I'm happy when they show up, you know, whenever they show up, I'm like, Hey, how's everybody doing? I might open with some kind of joke or something like that, you know? Um, or, uh, one of my favorite jokes is like, are you guys hostel guests? Oh yeah. Let me go find the steward. He's not that good. And I'll go grab him and then I'll come back and say, Hey, I'm the steward, you know? So <laughs> you know, people are like, ah, oh, you got us. <laughs> so, um, but, um, Having a positive attitude through everything, no matter what, gets you very, very far. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes the people feel comfortable. Yeah. It um, it helps with whatever situation you're dealing with. And it just makes for an overall good experience, not only for the guests, but for us as well. Absolutely. So, you know, um, I made a lot of friends working through the hostel just like me by being a positive person. Like, hey, I know where a nice restaurant is. It has cheap tacos. I'm, I'm headed there. You're welcome to follow me if you're hungry. Or I know where there's a nice little pub down the street. They have a really, really good prices on their beer. So if you guys want to follow us, we've been going there for years. So come hang out and uh, see what we do. And uh, if you don't, then you can go to bed or you can do something else. It's totally up to you. You know what I mean? So yeah. we'll leave some of the experiences open for them to figure out what they want to do and um, enjoy themselves as much as possible. Awesome. Right. Cool. Yeah. And what do you do to make sure you always have staff helping you and you're not sure in staff? Um, so uh, this summer I've had a really good assistant named Dustin. Um, who has been helping me above and beyond. Um, normally every summer I have somebody who covers me when I'm off during the day. Um, communication is key. We have a duty person as well that's on board the boat all night um, due to Coast Guard regulations, and they handle they handle watching over the boat at night. And um, every duty person that I've had, if uh, I have a late guest showing up, I'll say, call me when they get here. I'm no more than five minutes down the street from the boat. And I've had to meet guests at like one o'clock in the morning. Um, or I will, if it's not raining, I will leave my number up on, up on the gangway there so that people can call me and they can say, they can say, Hey, I'm a hostile guest. You left your number. Is this Ben? And I'll say, this is Ben. I'll be up in two seconds. Give me, you know, let me, let me, let me throw on some clothes and I'll show up and then I'll show them to their cabin. So that way they're accommodated as best they possibly can. So, all right. Cool. What about like recruiting staff? Is it mostly word of mouth or how do you do people just show up to, as far as working? Um, as far as working on this vessel, um, some people, 
some people go through word of mouth. Some people have been sailors for a long time and they're looking at, they're looking at tall ship jobs and we're always looking for people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will come on the boat. They'll work for like a summer or something cause they're in college. A lot of people just say, I want to know how to get into this industry yeah. and, um, be a tall ship sailor. It sounds really fun. And, um, like I said, I got into it through a friend. She said, Hey, do you want to, do you want a job? And I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so I sent in my resume and they hit my references and they were like, you're hired. Now, is that through, you could go to the Liberty Clipper website and see jobs available Um, or is there a website for tall ship workers? There is, uh, I believe it's, um, the billet bill. If I'm not mistaken, okay. dot com. All right. Um, I could be wrong. You might want to double check that. All right. Um, but you can also go to our website mm. or um, some of the other tall ship websites and see if they are are looking for employment because a lot of people like to work on boats and they go work on another boat. So they might work on this boat for a little while. Some boats do contracts where you do like a three month contract or whatever. Yeah. And then they and then they're like, my contract's up now. I want to go work on a different boat. Um, this boat right here, I really like the program. A mm. lot of these boats are educational. Yeah. Um, this boat here deals almost strictly with passengers okay. and guests. Yeah. And we have a lot of people that come on that, you know, it's a bucket list. They say it's a bucket list thing that we want to do and we're really excited. So I want to make sure that they have the best experience they can possibly have on our vessel here. That's all. Awesome. It seems like if you get on one of these vessels and it's like a community and you can easily yeah. then after a good performance, jump around to other vessels. Right. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a big community. Like I was saying earlier, uh, these things are historic. Yeah. And without, like, people staying on them, enjoying the sales and everything, they would probably be winding up in museums yeah. and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. No. And, yeah. Yeah, without without people like you guys, I'd have to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we are almost wrapping up our episode here of The Tall Ship. We'll be right back after this short break with Ben from the Liberty Clipper. <laughs> Welcome back to Hostel Podcast. We are wrapping up an episode here on the Liberty Clipper Tall Ship with Ben the Steward. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me tonight. Eric. Thank you, guys. And Bobby. Always a pleasure. We're excited to be here and wrap things up here. And we just wanted to finally talk a little bit about a guest experience as you have the unique situation where a guest could check in for a couple of nights, but they wake up in the morning and they're not going to do the sailing adventure because they did it the day before. So now they're going to get off the boat from, let's say, from 10 to 8. What would you say to that backpacker who can leave their stuff on board so it's convenient? Mm -hmm. They're going to go off onto the land. What do you think they should do? What would you suggest? So one of the things I would suggest would be the Freedom Trail. Awesome. Um, Because we're in Boston, one of the most, you know, Mm -hmm. we pretty much are the most historic city in America. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, geez. You know what I mean? Um, So the Freedom Trail is really, really good to do. Let's see. Uh, Going over to the north end, the Paul Revere house, um, where Paul Revere lived, is amazing, very historical. Uh, The North Church Mm -hmm. is great. You can can go check that out. Amazing Uh, architecture. Oh, yes, very much so. Um, Lots and lots of really cool buildings throughout the city. I believe it's called the Marriott Custom House, which is the big Mm -hmm. clock tower that you can see from the boat. And I think you can pay like... If you pay $7, you can go all the way to the top 
hang out out there all day. And I think if you pay like $14 to $15, you stop along the way, you go to the bar, they give you a nice stiff drink, and then you can go to the top and enjoy your drink while looking out over the city. Um, I know my friend and I last year went and did it when the eclipse was coming in. So we watched the eclipse from the giant clock tower, which was awesome. And then I went another time with another friend of mine. And we watched a giant um, liquid natural gas tanker come in, oh. which was just amazing to see. They had all the security helicopters flying yeah. around and everything. Oh, yeah. It was just really cool to just watch it go through the water. Um, but you have a great overview of the city. But um, lots of historical things go on in Boston. Um, I believe the Green Dragon is considered the oldest bar in America. Wow. And they think that's where, like, the Tea Party was born. Holy shit. Um, so... And when you come onto our boat, we are we are the oldest wharf in the country. Where we're at now, where you're docked, is the last place that British soldiers stood during the Revolutionary War before before they left the country. That's so cool. Yes. Oh, that, there's so much history, and it's so mm-hmm. important to know that this boat is located in a great location of the city, walking distance, so many things like South Station, transportation's easy. And you really could hop off the boat and within 100 right. yards be at a few bars and restaurants. Exactly. So it's really a great spot. Now, you were mentioning earlier a little bit about this 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Event and how badass that is. Mm-hmm. And you want to hear more about what would be the most awesome day to be on the boat out of the year. And this so sounds like it. That, I, w- I would choose the 4th of July because the USS Constitution – did a giant turnaround where they went all the way out by Fort Independence, which is the oldest fort, um, the oldest United States fortified structure. It was built in 1634. And uh, so the Constitution went out there. We shadowed it along with several other boats. Yeah. And they did a big cannon battle. And while we were on, um, we offered uh, catering to our guests. We did the good old-fashioned barbecue, 4th of July thing, hot dogs, hamburgers, um, we had a full bar on board that day, so people were, you know, drinking beer like good old-fashioned Americans, you know, uh, go USA. That's and, great. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good time. We all had a lot of fun that night. Later on that night, when we did our fireworks sale, we went down towards Charlestown, um, which is kind of where they believe the Boston Tea Party happened. Okay. And uh, um, watched the fireworks from there. The Constitution was docked over there. As well as the Cass and Young, which is a battleship from World War II that survived two kamikaze attacks. Wow. Both of those ships are living museums now, and you can go visit them during your time off. Um, Right here in Long Wharf, there are little ferries that leave every 15 minutes that take you over there, and they'll drop you off. And then you can jump back on the ferry, or you can take the uh, what they call the subway or the T-home. We're in a central location to go to... All kinds of other places. We're a few minutes walk from South Station, North Station. Um, there's uh, from the airport. We're literally like maybe a stop or two away if you need to jump on a flight early. So we're in a very good location for tourism, history, and just having a good time. Yeah. If uh, if you meet us and you stay on the boat, I will suggest. Anton spelled it's spelled like Antanes, but that's our sailor bar we've been going to for a long time. So if you happen to find yourself in there, just say, "Hey, we're friends with the guys from Liberty Clipper," and they'll take very good care of you. That's awesome, and you know you make a very good point there. And amongst all the other great walking uh, attractions and South Station, 
in the sailing toys, you actually have all these ferries surrounding us in this wharf that are obviously going to all these other different areas. So mm-hmm. you really could stay here for a few days and see a lot of things. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Well, it's just been an absolute pleasure having you. We thank you thank so you. much for your time oh, no and your problem. information. My I, pleasure. I think it would be uh, a big loss if anyone came through that backpacking corridor of New York City and Boston, uh, and they didn't stay here at the Liberty Clipper because it's such a cool experience. Great location, great staff, uh, and just everything is so cool. We did it ourselves, so we can't speak highly enough of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much to our listeners, and thanks again for Bobby Dyer being with us here. Yeah, and thanks again for joining, Ben. Oh, thank you. And Eric from World Packers. Thank you, guys. So happy to be here in a bowl doing the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's new. Yeah, interesting experience, and we thank you so much for it, and uh, stay tuned with us next episode as we travel up to Burlington, Vermont. Thank you.